to the Speakernomics Podcast, the official podcast of the National Speakers Association. I'm your host, Robert Kennedy III, RK3. That's me. Speakernomics is the show where we flow and go and help you to know how to grow a thriving speaking business. Why? So you can change the world, of course. Now, join me for the journey, will you? Today, we're talking about being a leader in these here technology streets. What do you need to know from a technology perspective to be amazing as a speaker? And how do you leverage it without being overwhelmed. Well, a couple of episodes ago, we touched on the topic with Burton Kelso, but our guest today will also bring a twist. We're talking about early adoption today. Wow, I cannot wait for this. My guest today is Denise Hamilton. Denise, welcome to the show. How the heck are you? Hi, Robert. I'm doing so great. Thank you so much for having me. All right. Well, listen, we like to get to the gold right from the beginning. So I know that you've got your bag packed and something amazing in a suitcase that you're ready to give to us. What is your one big tip today for speakers? Don't be afraid of change. Embrace technology. Wow, I love it. I love it. We're going to dive into that a little bit deeper. But before we jump into some high value hijinks with Denise, I want to hear your words. Let's see if we can hop on over to the Speakernomics voicemail box. What are our speakers saying? Let's hit the button, see what we've got. This week, our listeners went back a couple of episodes to Burton Kelso's question How often do you back up your devices? Our answers came from Audrey Muhammad, Meredith Elliott Powell, and Haley Foster. Burton. Oh my God. Burton, do not come and get me. I'm going to confess to you the last, I don't know. I don't know the last time I backed up all these devices. And do you know why? It's too much. It's too much data and it's everywhere and it's all important. Now I may not access it this week or this month or even next year, but it's all important and crucial. And I don't know if I lose it. I I don't know what would happen to me. Please don't come get me. Hey, Robert, this is Meredith Powell. And I back up my laptop. I back up my phone. I do it every single day. Hello, this is Haley Foster, short talk expert. My answer is that I have all Apple devices and they back up uh, automatically every night. And also before leaving town, I do a carbon copy cloner backup to an external hard drive for my laptop. Thanks for asking the question. Happy to participate. Phenomenal. Amazing responses. My favorite was, nah, I can't pick just one. (laughs) There's so much goodness in these responses. I love hearing your thoughts, your speakers. I love hearing your opinions, and we love hearing your voice. Do me a favor. We want you to share your thoughts. At the end of each episode, we ask a question, and as soon as you hear the question at the end of today's show, I want you to head over to speakernomics.com forward slash voicemail to answer the question, and we'll get it on an upcoming show. Go answer the question by going to speakernomics.com forward slash voicemail. That's speakernomics.com forward slash voicemail. If you don't have an answer to the question, but you just want to tell me that you love me, 
Yes, my wife and I will check it out together and we'll put it on the show. Wink, wink. All right, let's get into it. Our guest today, Denise Hamilton, is the founder and CEO of Watch Her Work. She's worked for AOL. My goodness. She's been named one of Houston's top 50 most influential women, and she lives in the diversity, equity, and inclusion space. Guess what, y'all? Check this out. She used to sing Backup. For Elle DeBarge, Stevie Wonder, and I don't know how I should pronounce this, on Vogue. <laughs> she used to, that's a secret. Denise, tell me a little bit about this whole secret life that you've been hiding from us, this backup singer. I haven't been hiding. Listen, we are all multifaceted Renaissance people yeah. who have interesting <laughs> backgrounds and some more shady than others. But mine just happens <laughs> to include um, being a professional singer. I love it. I love it. So, you know, of course, they're going to call you out at the next influence and say, huh, come on up. Come on up to the stage. Right. I just changed my performing to a different category. How about that? I love it. I love it. I love it. So let's talk a little bit about technology. You talked about not being afraid yeah. just now. Why is that your advice to us? I think that we get intimidated. You know, there's so much change in the technology space. Mm -hmm. It feels like there's a new app, there's a new tool, there's a new thing to learn every single day. And, and I want to put a disclaimer out. I am not the most organized or the most like naturally techie person in the world. Right. But what I've done is committed to learning these things and to being a part of these communities so that I can harness the power of these incredible tools. But let's be honest. We're scared. Yeah. We're overwhelmed. It feels alien. It feels strange. And what I want to encourage speakers to do is to push through that. We used to kind of brag about being late adopters. Yeah. Right. I like things kind of percolate and then I loiter around it for a little bit. And then eventually I kind of step into the space once I know that it's a valuable tool. Yeah. And I just don't know that that approach works anymore. Wow. Well, let's dive a little bit deeper into that. Why is that important, this whole early adoption thing? Because there is the layer for some people where you can adopt something, you can kind of get lost because there's so many different things coming at you. How many things do I adopt at once? And what do I focus on? And, and how do I know what's going to be most valuable for my business? So let's talk about why you think it's important for speakers to really be on the cutting edge or be early adopters as far as technology is concerned. Well, first of all, I think technology is such a powerful shaper of our society, mm -hmm. right? And if you're a speaker, a professional speaker at that, you are the tip of the spear. You are leading organizational thought. Mm -hmm. And so to not have a relationship with one of the major forces that is shaping society and organizations in, in general, I just, that feels really odd to me, mm -hmm. right? You, you can't be, afford to be a lagger. You have to be kind of in the mix. And what do I mean when I say in the mix, right? I think that there are tactics that you can employ to catch up or to at least to stay current mm -hmm. when it comes to technology. I don't think you have to do every single thing under the sun. But I think you need to have a curriculum for yourself. You have to have a process of selecting what you're going to adopt and what you're going to leave behind. And that may mean tapping into the expertise of other people to help you with that. But what you don't get to do is say, oh, 
it's too much. Wow. I just can't do it. <laughs> I can't figure it out. And like, that's just not going to be an option because leaders lead. Wow. Right. And this is a space that we need to be actively engaged and participating. Wow. I wish you all that are listening could see the video of this. She had that. Uh, I just can't do it. Damsel in distress hand to the forehead thing going on. <laughs> This is fantastic. I love it. So you just talked about knowing what to adopt and what not to. What is your process? Do you have a set of filters that you go through as you decide, you know what, Hmm, let me take this on. No, not right now for that one. This is most important for my business right now. What's your filter? What are your filters? Well, first, I have a undergirding principle. Mm -hmm. Experts fail because they are experts in a world that no longer exists. Wow. So the skills that got you here are not going to be the ones that get you to the next level or to the next space. So based upon that, I put it upon myself that I've got to learn these things, right? And so I may not have all the skills, all the knowledge, all the capacity to be able to even evaluate some of these tools. I tell you a couple of things that I do. I will go on Upwork mm -hmm. and I'll hire somebody. Hey, I want to learn about X technology. Can you sit and talk with me for an hour wow. and have them do a personal one-on-one -on -one introduction to that technology? Wow. I have posted a job at local universities and say, hey, I need somebody who is really skilled in this process. Come sit with me. I'll pay you, you know, a hundred bucks and some dinner right. and talk me through something I'm having difficulty understanding. Right. So I don't want people to hear what I'm saying as Denise has figured out every technology in the world and she is a guru. I am not a guru. I'm the opposite. Yeah. But what I am is definitely committed to staying abreast of current trends and technologies. That's all you need. If you have that base commitment, then you will find the tools and the people that can help you keep those skills sharp. Yeah. But what we can do, and I know I'm a broken record, opting out is not an option. Yeah. Take ChatGPT. ChatGPT is a great example. Right now, there are literally no experts in ChatGPT. It's a brand new technology. We're all on the same equal footing. Mm -hmm. But if you wait six months or 12 months, you will be left behind. And I am not of the opinion that artificial intelligence will ever replace human beings. No. I, I just think human beings are phenomenal and I don't think that's possible. But what I do think is possible a human being that uses artificial intelligence is going to replace the human beings that don't. Wow. And so you want to have a handle on these powerful, incredible tools and not be a spectator because we're leaders, right? Yeah. We're shaping thoughts and ideas. So we need to be at the front of this, not at the back. So let's talk about your particular industry. You sit in that DE&I space. And when we think about an industry like that, we're kind of thinking it's more content based or it is more human interaction based. How are you implementing or how are you integrating technology into the topic content that you are already an expert in? Yeah, I have a perfect example. So I am active on Clubhouse mm -hmm. and Clubhouse is a social audio app. Right. And think about it. 
people from all over the world, millions of people gathering to talk about topics that are very important as it relates to diversity, equity, and inclusion, right? Learning about other cultures and subcultures from the horse's mouth, not reading it in a book, but getting to talk to people about the issues that you care about. When I was writing my book, Indivisible, I went on Clubhouse and I did research, market research for my book, right? Because I'm getting a chance to talk to people in real time and have an actual dialogue with them, right? So that's a perfect example of applying a new technology to a very old space. And I wanna be the type of person that is always kind of pursuing these new opportunities. And from that Clubhouse experience, I have been featured in the New York Times. It's how I got my book deal. It's how I got my opportunity to be a contributor on Morning Joe because I was there early. That early adoption piece, I cannot stress it enough, is that when you have the gift of gab, like so many of our listeners today have, when these opportunities present themselves, you want to shine as quickly as possible because that's where the opportunities are going to be for you to excel. Yeah. How do you know when to jump off the train, though? I, I, I love that you brought up Clubhouse because when the pandemic first started, and it, it exploded because, number one, it was exclusive at first. And then once they opened it up to Android and, and everything else, and then the world kind of opened back up, the exclusivity or the novelty of it wore off a little bit. Mm-hmm. So there are some people who are saying, yeah, I don't know if I really want to invest time in Clubhouse now. How do you know when to jump off the train of a viral, I would say, technology? It's a powerful question. And Clubhouse is a great example, right? Um, I have bad news. Mm -hmm. Technology does not stand still. Right. You're going to have to stay engaged. You're going to invest some time in a technology that maybe one day just goes away. That is a feature, not a bug. (laughs) And I think that sometimes we're waiting to see how it's all going to go. But by the time you wait to see how it's all going to go, that thing, the opportunity that you could have had in that space is over, right? So for a lot of people, Clubhouse is not a useful tool today. It still is for me because I use it again for research and for accessing people with different perspectives. So for me, it's incredibly useful, but depending on your topic, that might not work for you. But the fact that a trend kind of comes up and then deteriorates or declines yeah. is not an excuse not to participate. You have to be a part of these discussions and of, of, of the way things are moving, even if for no other reason, it's just to be able to talk about it intelligently. I tell you the worst thing I've seen, I saw a speaker do a Q&A at an event and three different people asked them questions that were related to technology and the speaker couldn't answer the question. Oh my. So whatever brilliance you just said for the last 45 minutes literally went right out the door because instantly the person dated themselves and they seemed irrelevant. And it wasn't one question, it wasn't two questions, it was three questions. That is what we want to avoid. I'm not saying you have to jump into every river that you walk by but you have to have a working knowledge and you have to have a deeper understanding than you currently have. If you think of your understanding on a continuum from one to 10 and you put yourself at a four, Mm -hmm. what can you do to get to six? Yeah. 
What can you do to get to say, like, I don't need you to be Mark Zuckerberg. I just need you to be aware of what's happening, what the current market forces are, and to be able to speak about them intelligently. And because the absence of that knowledge really compromises how people perceive your other messaging. Yeah. So let's do some math for a second. So we've spent a lot of our lives becoming experts in certain topics, and now we've got to include technology in this. So as a speaker, if I'm including technology in my message, maybe let's look at percentages. How much of my message should include technology directiveness? Is it 10%? Is it 50%? Is it the majority of it? What would you say? How much do I really need to know and incorporate technology into, into what I'm doing? I would rephrase the question because mm -hmm. you may not talk about technology at all from the stage. It may have nothing to do with your content. Mm. It's about you as an entrepreneur, you as yep. a business professional, and you as a thought leader, yep. right? And so I think very many people want to claim the title of thought leader, but this is a part of being a thought leader. And so when you talk about the time that you allocate to it, it depends on your methodology. I know people who have a standing meeting with somebody once a month to kind of talk about trends and what's going on. That may be something that you do. There are people who listen to two podcasts a week that talk about new trends in technology. They may follow people on TikTok or Instagram or other social media feeds that talk about new technologies. Like there's a million different ways to learn it and you've got to budget the time that works for you, yeah. but you do need to budget it. You do need to make sure if somebody says, you know, open AI, if somebody says web three, if somebody says, somebody says social audio or the metaverse, you don't need to be looking back at them blinking because you have no <laughs> idea what they're talking about. Right. We, we definitely do not want that. Yeah. And you don't want anything that's going to detract from your authority as a person that is presenting information, you always want to appear and, and not just appear, authentically be yeah. someone that is curious and is committed to continuous learning. Wow. And so there's a lot of intimidation in this space, but don't let the intimidation keep you out of the arena, right? We need the best fighters in the arena. And let me tell you what happens when we don't do it. We leave a vacuum mm. so that people who are less talented, who are less experienced, that have less information are able to flood the zone and kind of take the major spots because they are utilizing the technology. And I really desperately want this community to be a part of the bigger conversations. We shouldn't just seed all of this ground to people that just have a team that can whip up social media posts faster than us. Yeah. So technology is a part of our lives and it has to be a part of our business. Wow. So you just talked about open AI, chat GPT, uh, and, and a few other things. What would you say are some of the technologies, the must learn, the must experience, the must get involved with technologies right now in, in, in 2023? Chat GPT. Yeah. I don't have any other answer. It is the, <laughs> like that is chat. If you, this is such an opportunity, right? Yeah. It's just such an incredible opportunity. AI is not new. AI has been yeah. around. Artificial intelligence is AI. Artificial intelligence has been around for years. Yeah. But we've never had, as, as lay people, as, as the common everyday man or woman, we have not had the opportunity to access the power 
of this incredible new force, right? right? Why should Mark Zuckerberg and Bill Gates have all the fun? Now we can harness this technology for our everyday businesses. How on earth could you miss that? We cannot miss that. And the ability to utilize these technologies for our business, like the immediate way to impact our business is shocking. Yeah. It's shocking. So if you don't do anything else, find some folks to follow online, watch some YouTube videos, figure out how people are using it and get in there and play with it because nobody's an expert right now. But in six months, you might be. Let's play weather person for a second. So I remember last year, about a year and a half ago, there was this amazing piece of software that came out called conversion.ai. It was a, a copywriting tool and there was copy AI and we went in and we were blown away by what these tools could do. And there was one of them that I was paying about $120 per month to have access for this tool. And now you've got chat GPT, which is free, <laughs> free 99. For now. Yeah, for now. For now. <laughs> well, well, there is the $20 thing right now, but I mean, using the free version is still fantastic right fantastic. now, right? So we've got this progression, this rapid progression of AI tools that we have access to. What do you think is next? What do you see as coming down the pike for AI or technology that we need to be ready to adopt? You know, that's a really hard question. And also I'm gonna challenge it a little bit yeah. because I think that, especially when you are a solopreneur or you have a small team, mm -hmm. it's all about budgeting your time and resources, right? Yeah. I, I really feel like I can't really layer on a million things. I can only do like one thing at a time. I can incorporate one or two new things at a time. And so I get the spirit of your question, but I want to challenge that that is not the way we need to be looking at it. Yep. We need to be exposed to the broader set of what's happening. So even if you never want to build a community in the metaverse, you still need to know what that is. Yeah. So I think there's an appetite, just like you might get a newsletter that tells you what's happening in politics, just like you have a way of kind of interacting with health information so you can live your life better. You need to create a curriculum for yourself <laughs> that has a regular kind of cadence around interacting because the truth of the matter is just like you were paying $120 a month last year for a fraction of chat GPT. Yep. Literally, we don't have any idea what's going to happen two years from now, three years from now, five years from now. And think about it. If you aren't building a platform of growing with this technology, you are going to be completely left behind. Right. And that's just the truth of the matter. So I think that the biggest thing, when I think about my business, it is 100%. What can I use ChatGPT to do? What resources can I reallocate because they, this tool frees me up? And what are the next level applications of ChatGPT? Wow. You can load in samples of your writing and have it right in your voice. Mm -hmm. You can load in an article or a concept that you have written and say, debate with it from the perspective of 
Albert Einstein or Mark Twain wow. or Tucker Carlson or whoever you want to use. And I think that if we miss this, mm-hmm. then I don't know how you're going to catch up Wow! because the technology is moving so fast. So my message is no fear. Let's jump in fearless. And if you need some help, get some help. Like I said, I gave two easy ways to do it with a person. You can go on upwork.com and get someone that will sit with you for an hour, pay for an hour and just ask all your stupid questions. I believe in a good stupid question. (laughs) And then the the other idea is get a student, get a student that is really active, that is really knowledgeable about this technology, whatever one you want to know more about, and just pay them for half a day to sit with you. Because one thing we haven't talked about, we talked a lot about new technologies, but straight talk, we don't even really know how to use our phones. <laughs> we're not really using the technology that we have that we're walking around with in our pocket to its full capability. Yeah. Right. There's so many things we are walking around with a supercomputer in our pockets that we only text on right. and send pictures. Right. Like there's so many functionalities that you can have with the things you already have. Yeah. So whether you're using e-speakers, whether you're using speaker flow, with all the tools that we have, one thing I want to encourage people to do is go back and ask yourself, am I using this to its full functionality and its full capability? And if you're not, that's a great place to start. How do you deep dive and use what you already have better? And then how do you layer these new technologies on top? Wow. This has been fantastic. If you have been listening to this episode and you've only listened to this last five minutes, Denise has given you some fantastic suggestions, gold tools that you need to be using. And this is a great segue to our question for our audience. What's the question that you have for our audience today, Denise? What are you going to learn? What is the technology you are going to commit to learn more about in the immediate future? Fantastic. We want to hear from you. Make sure that you answer that question. What new technologies are you committing to learn about? Send us your thoughts and your responses by going to speakernomics.com forward slash voicemail. That's speakernomics.com forward slash voicemail. This has been so good. Denise knows her stuff and she's also a practitioner. As a matter of fact, this entire episode today was written and scripted by ChatGPT. No, I'm playing, but hmm, there's there's a thought. There's a thought. Yeah, yeah, there it is. Well, listen, we've done our part. Now it's about you. What you gonna do? How are you gonna leverage technology to be at your best as a speaker and to grow your speaking business? It's your time, my friend. The world needs you because somebody's out there waiting for transformation based on your message and the problem that you solve with your voice. This has been another fantastic episode of Speakernomics, the podcast where you learn more about how to speak, get paid, repeat. See you next time. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.